We got some breeze beats. We got some breeze beats. They're coming in hot, so ready or not for race bits. Mmm, bits. What's up? That's actually the very first podcast I did. That's why I gave up, because I recorded this episode that I thought was great with Brian Park. And I lost it. And I said, it's devastating if, I'm not putting out, if, if I'm not putting out this gold, then not, no one's seeing it. Exactly. The gold's just for you. Gold's That's gin. Right. Gold's gin. Whack Goldberg. Whack Goldberg. Uh, stay gold pony boy. <laughs> Are we well, cooking? We're cooking. We're into it. This is Welcome to Braze Bits, everybody. This is the first time I've got my hand on the trigger. Uh, I'm recording it from my laptop. Lance is in Long Island with a weaker Wi-Fi connection. I got that strong Wi-Fi. So I'm, I'm, I'm pushing the dials. We'll see how this works. I love it. It's, I get to be a passenger. We're, yeah. we're, like a, we're, we're a couple where I always drive the car. Yeah, exactly. Now I'm, I'm, I'm Adam Driver, so it's great to be here. How are you yeah. doing, Lance? I'm doing, I'm doing okay. Um, we took off last week, so we're, we, had, we had a bye week and, and we're back now. Huh. Do you feel rejuvenated? Do you feel, uh, do you feel like you, you took the week and you, you, you learned? We, I feel we, we both agreed that it wasn't best for us to put out a pod uh, last week when we had a lot of social unrest and uh, protests and demonstrations going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I got, I, I don't feel good, I guess. Uh, I feel like I've been pretty, uh, pretty bummed out um, trying to, you know, look inward and, and figure out, okay, well, I feel like I was aware of a lot of this stuff, but Maybe just being aware of it isn't uh, isn't close to enough, and you should uh, take action and try to be a part of figuring out, you know, especially with with uh, systemic racism, you know, how you could uh, how you could embody what you uh, you know what you claim to be against. Absolutely, I agree with, with what you just said. I've been pretty bummed out, pretty uh, just like low energy, and it's it's hard to the, the one thing that has been positive is that i feel like there there has been like uh results and there's actually been like things happening because of the protests and and you see you can actually see like changes happening not not systemically why but like yeah uh, oh for sure yeah and i mean people are uh you know it's enough like i uh i personally you know my i guess i don't certainly am not trying to make any of this anything about me but like just for an anecdote i feel like i wasn't even you know i grew up in the town I grew up in is pretty much all white, uh, wasn't really aware. Uh, you know, I feel like a lot of suburbs kind of, um, both indirectly and maybe in some sense directly kind of shield people who live there from right. a lot of these things. And I don't know if it's, it's, I well, part of it I think is by design, but part of it is just like how that's set up. So, uh, was I don't your, was your town most, mostly Jewish? No. So we were actually, there weren't that many Jews. So like even being Jewish, it felt like you were like, kind of an outsider we like that's, what, that's I, what i was thinking yeah yeah like i knew all the jews we all knew each other we all were friends like most of my friends from the jew crew hometown, we had a jew crew yeah yeah i mean so uh my town smithtown where there was actually a protest the other day which seemed like it was like kind of you know there was counter blue rides matter protesters and no one seems to know if they were actually from the town or they were from somewhere else you know that, that yeah. type of thing but anyway but it's like there's a reason why protests should be taking place in places like 
like this because uh, you don't you're, you're kind of blind to a lot of the issues uh, because yeah. of the way things are set up. But yeah, I, I there's so many threads. I, I don't even know where to where to no, go. I agree. I agree. The only thing, one thing I was thinking about is like how um, appre- not, not appreciative, but how I feel fortunate as Jews that we. Like, I'm not even not appreciative, but like how well, you're kind of aware of like uh, we're aware of being like uh, has a stigma being made fun of. You feel like an outsider, but we do we blend in with white people, and like we are white. Um, yeah, and the system is still designed like to help us. But yeah. like, when I went to college, I think I mentioned the pod before. Like I was one of the a lot of my UMass friends. I was the first Jew that they've ever met. I, I look like, like I was like an alien to them, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, people are always fascinated. I always forget it, kind of growing up in New York and around New York. But yeah, there's plenty of places in the country where no one knows. I think Jewish, especially kind of this generation, is fast is kind of fascinating because um, you know we're like uh, we're white, but it's like because our grandparents or great grandparents. I had I was doing this joke before quarantine, and it was like. I feel like our grandparents or great grandparents even made a decision. They're like, all right, well, we could continue wearing the hats and like maintaining our identity, or you could take them off, maybe eat some bacon and they'll let us play golf. (laughs) And that's kind of what happened. Right. I mean, but there is still, there is still this thing where it's like, we'll, as, as a people, we kind of look out for each other and, uh, and all that. And there is that awareness, I think, especially with the Holocaust, obviously, but like, um, of like kind of being, the other, but at the same time, I feel like a lot of Jews have kind of leaned into being the, uh, be, like, like taking advantage of, uh, of being white, basically. Sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, like, I feel like I didn't really understand any, any of this really until, like, like Ferguson, maybe, and uh, kind of realizing, oh, like, this is what the, the world that I inhabited isn't the world for like most people you know yeah um and then and then this stuff like it's like oh this is uh this is an issue but then this stuff like keeps happening right so like i feel like a few years ago there was like you know every few months there was something like uh, you know a shooter or some sort of something that would would hit the news and you'd be like wow this is crazy that this is still happening but like now that people are aware of it it seems like it'll end right then trump gets elected and then, like, the, the, you know, it's 2020, and it's still happening even worse than, than ever. So, um, yeah, it's kind of crazy. So I, I think I personally realized, like, this stuff is never going to not happen unless people actually, like, people like us actually, like, like try to be better. Yeah. You know? and, and like, well, I mean, not, not just us, but you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. And educating ourselves. I remember, yeah. like, agreeing with you, like, I, it, it took me a long time I would say into college kind of like realized the systemic racism in our country. I remember vividly writing a paper freshman year of college uh, when Obama got elected and it was like a very ignorant paper. And I, and I remember writing about how now that Obama's elected that we're like in a post racial Yeah. I mean, era. well, that's what that's, I mean, I think that's what I thought too. Cause that was kind of at the same time, like I, I, I wanted, to, I feel like I want to take as much personal responsibility for this like kind of yeah. but also at the same time like that's what we're kind of taught in a lot of ways so right. i was reading i forget who posted it on instagram but someone was like where did i learn you know i he like was you know grew up wealthy and said like where did i learn to like be racist or have racist thoughts probably from a lot of places like yeah that's what you're 
that's everything is kind of geared towards that. So, right. Uh, whether it's intentionally or unintentionally. Right. And, uh, I mean, we both love sports and I, I especially, I love hip hop. I love, I love black culture. It's like, it's, it's an interesting thing to like look inward and be like, at what point, um, is it appropriating? Is it like, it, it comes from a place of love. Yeah. It's also like, I don't really think about a lot of the things that I say or do, um, and the kind of and, and the recognizing where it comes from. Yeah, well, it's like the, I think it's like kind of the the power. Like I think that's where it becomes. Not that I am. I'm just one person with it. I'm not any sort of authority on this by any means, and don't want to ever come off like that. But um, well, it's like I the NFL, like for example, right? Um, I think I I haven't been as into into it as I was, and I think part of it it's like you see, like you know, the, the league's like I think it's seventy percent black, something like that, something like that, um, and like most coaches like the all the, the power structure of it is almost entirely white so yeah. it's like that it kind of rubs one the wrong way and then the stuff with um with uh Kaepernick you know how it's like I think with 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 him like he if he didn't if he didn't do the protests he would certainly have still been on a team I don't think there's any question oh absolutely about that I don't know absolutely. if he would have been a starter like he seemed like he was like kind of like a starter for a like a lower tier starter or a higher tier backup, he, he would have been like a serviceable backup, like a really good yeah, backup. like like a good backup or a starter on like a team that didn't have a good quarterback, like a really yeah. good quarterback, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's, it seems like no question he would have been in the league. So it's like, I don't know. That's it's stuff. It kind of rubs you the wrong wrong way. Um, yeah. No. Where it's absolutely. like, well, the money is made. You know the 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 power structure is as such, and then the money is is being made. Yeah. Of, in another way. That was the, one of the first moments that I thought that Trump might win the election. It was I was at a Jets game at MetLife, and it was like during the camp, right before the election, and they Obama it was like it was the first game of the season, and Obama they put Obama on the big screen, and the entire stadium and booed him. Yeah, and it was the first time I realized like, wow, uh, this country is not like, especially like football fans are not yeah. exactly uh, the, on the same political side as I thought we were. Yeah, and it's just weird. Like, I actually think I, I, uh, I'm happy that uh, I'm sure you you followed the stuff with Drew Brees. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm happy that he, um, you know, he said what he said, and it's like, ugh, not not great. <laughs> but then he turned around, and then Trump gave him a layup of like how to actually stand up for it, and Trump, Trump criticized him, and he was like, "No, I, this is I, I said the wrong thing. I apologize." Yeah. And I think that's what it's all about. Like. I personally, I couldn't even begin to tell you the, the th- like the situations in which I like, you know, let things slide or maybe shouldn't, sure. you know, and it's like the whole thing of this, I think is like, you can't really change the past, but we could work for a better future. Absolutely. So it's like, I think well that's said. what it's about. So it was, it was cool. It was cool to see Drew Brees do that in real time. And I, who knows if he's sincere or not, but I feel like he probably is. I hope it comes from a good place. I hope place. he is. Yeah. I mean, the cynical yeah. part of me just thinks that it was kind of his team. He had he PR had no cho- he had no choice. Yeah. Yeah. But um But he's the one who got, has yeah, to I mean, face he has to face his uh teammates. He's the one who has to go yeah. in the locker room and talk to his, his black teammates. So we'll see how yeah. sincere he is when it's actually face to face. Yeah. I mean it'll be interesting if he you know, if but then it becomes like then it becomes this other thing. Like I already saw people are already betting on whether or not he's gonna kneel like the first game. And it's like, 
uh, then it, then it, I feel like then it turns into this other thing where it's not even about the sentiment where it's, it becomes like this. Um, that's also a part yeah. of this that really is interesting and also frustrating is there's a performative aspect of, uh, of all of this. There's people, especially yeah. on social media who are performing activism rather than like, um, like educating themselves and their friends. Yeah. They, they want to appear, which I have been struggling with. Like, I don't want to be silent. I don't have really. I don't have a lot of followers on any platforms. But so you're gonna like you're a, you're gonna once praise bits blows up. Exactly. This episode. This is the this is the episode that <laughs> blows us up. Two yeah. white Jewish guys who have the unique yeah. take on <laughs> yeah on this. But yeah, people. There's there's a certain line where it's like yes, you're spreading the spreading the word and spreading like uh, good information, but also then it's like you also want to be seen. Oh, look at me! I'm at a protest taking a selfie, and there's these influencers taking pictures of in front of looted stores and they, they're like, they're yeah. like, they're posing. It's, it's yeah. very disgusting. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Like, I think this is a case where, so I like, I personally did, I, I wrote something in my newsletter and I, I posted that and then we posted the thing for our pod. But yeah, it's like, you don't, the last thing you want to do is make it about you and like yeah. how you're like, Oh, like just to do like a, like a checkbox basically. Right. But um, at the same time, it seems like it is clearly important that this is loud. So yeah. it's an interesting dichotomy. It is fascinating. I think it says a lot to also mm-hmm. like our society in the way like like everyone's like a, everyone. I mean, everyone's been a brand for a while, but it's right. like everyone is making their own PR statement about it. Right. It's like we at Lance feel this way. And it, it's like everyone's their own <laughs> mini company. And right. it's kind of it's kind of fascinating. It's fascinating. There's people who like, who their brand, at least on my like, feeds, people who like post every day about what they're doing. That once yeah. kind of all these protests and demonstrations started, they've gone silent. Which that yeah. to me is more interesting. When you're known for posting every day, and then yeah. because of this, you don't know how. That's more revealing. Yeah. Than well, yeah, and I, I think I mean I I I don't I didn't post every day. I feel like I probably posted something like twice a week, and I yeah. posted my one my basically my state my PR statement uh and your release then, your press yeah. release um but I haven't posted anything since and I actually think it's be, like so my thinking of it is like let the the people who are kind of on the the front lines of this kind of post more like yeah. I, my posting about nothing is taking away yeah because it's creating noise that maybe doesn't need to be there at, at this time that's right. like that's how I feel about it and uh, I guess that's a uh, generous way to look at look at yeah, that. Absolutely. Um, I was going to say something else, but I forgot. Well, that was a, this is a funny start to the pod. Should we get into yeah. some highlights? Yeah, I, <laughs> say, I I don't have any highlights because I I've just kind of been on this uh, you know this kind of train of thought. Uh, yeah. You know, since uh, George Floyd. Uh, right. Yeah. I don't like. I my my highlights are connected to what's been happening. I have, oh, I was gonna say this is what I was gonna say. So I've yeah. been in. So I'm on Long Island now. I left on Sunday. Um, I'm at my parents' house. Um, I, but I, I left the city the day that it reopened phase one, which I thought was kind of nice. You know, the city's opening. All right, got to got to get out gotta, of here. Got to get got to get out of the city. Um, but like, so I personally didn't go to any protests. Um, I thought about it. I'm not a protest person. Uh, like we have you talked about, uh, I just crowds in general, I'm not into, yeah. and I'm like, am I shitty for not going? Uh, but I'm like, okay, I'm going to 
I'm like a person who's like, all right, there's, there's a lot of other ways to, to, uh, to make a difference. Um, I did some volunteering. I'm going to continue to do that kind of figuring out how to be smarter with my money, uh, in reading. Um, but it's interesting. It was, it was an interesting atmosphere in the city, uh, where I was on the Lower East Side, there wasn't much, like, there was pretty much, I guess, protests kind of didn't really come our way. And in terms of, like, you know, the way the news is probably messaging anything, like, it didn't feel less safe or anything like that at all. Um, there was more helicopter noise. Um, sure. I walked through Soho one of the days, and yeah, things were pretty smashed up. But I think that that's almost a reaction. Not that we need to get into this, and it'll be the whole pod, but, like, I mean, it's, it's kind of also, obviously racially biased police brutality is the kind of the match but i think it's 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 also in a sense other things piling on um it, i think what's interesting about the looting is it was all it was mostly soho and fifth avenue so it's like a i think that's a more re, almost more of a reaction to income inequality and kind of lack of mobility and opportunity sure those are the big stores yeah yeah right. so it's it's like uh that that i think is an interesting kind of layer to it all where it's like yes this is the primary cause but it's kind of all these things that that do coalesce around this this main issue but it's yeah it's uh yeah i i got out of the city about two weeks ago i was on long island and yeah. I, I just got back we're, we're on like reverse uh schedule well one of us one of us always has to be here it's like right. we're like uh one yeah. of us has to hold down the braze bits uh, yeah exactly braze bits headquarters yeah. But um so like I was pretty much out of the city when all the protests started. Um and now I'm back and I I'm not sure yet if I'm going to go to a protest. I still have a sore hip. Got a bad I've got a I've got yeah. a rough hip. So I'm not yeah. sure how much marching I can do, but yeah. I want to. I want to I want to show some support. Um but my my highlights, one of my highlights, I have two two things that I that were positive. There's this New Yorker article called uh, How Apples Go Bad. And they're also related to food, which I thought was yeah, uh, yeah. relevant for the pod. And uh, this article, this New Yorker article about how apples go bad was really, really well written. It's like it's five paragraphs. Highly recommend. Just Google How Apples Go Bad New Yorker. And uh, it's just like a very detailed and written about apples. But it, like it, it's, it's a, a metaphor about kind of how like one bad cop can – spread around to the whole force. And I didn't really know how specific about apples, like one bad apple, like literally if people who grow like on grow apples on farms, you have to really meticulously look out for these bad apples. Cause one bad apple will cause other ones around it to rot. And, uh, it rots like very quickly. It's, it's, a, it's just a very interesting article. And it, it was, it made That's me inter- have, yeah. have a different perspective on just this, this issue that I hadn't seen before. And if you have a rotten apple and you're a farmer and you're trying to sell the apples, uh, you're not going to be able to charge a high Fiona apple. Bingo. Love Fiona apple. I'm a big fan. Yeah. The other thing was, uh, I think I talked about it on the pod before, I'm a big fan of Bon Appetit magazine and yeah. their, their online content, their online videos. Um, and their chief, their editor-in-chief, Adam Rappaport, resigned yesterday because he was someone had reposted a picture of him in brown face uh, and also that a lot of the editors from Bon Appetit had kind of reposted on social media how they were unhappy about people of color and how in Bon Appetit and how they aren't getting paid equally to their white uh, 
what's it called? They're, they're white coworkers. Um, so that to me was exciting and like to see that like, people are now standing up for themselves and, and standing up and like uh, and like a lot of assholes are being held accountable. Because I remember, I watch all their content and I, he was one of the few people that I always thought was an asshole. I didn't know he was racist, but there's something about him that like rubbed me the wrong way and it kind of in a selfish way, it kind of validated that feeling for me that this guy is a, was a prick. And um, this is very interesting. Just to yeah. See kind of the, how that works. Yeah. Out. I mean, that stuff's interesting. I do think there is something, especially as comics, um, it's like you get into that dangerous territory of policing uh, behavior uh, to the point where it's like, okay, everyone has something in their past that they're not proud of. Or right. that they aren't, but but um, at the same time, uh, how do you kind oh, of yeah. move forward in a? This guy was like a, a huge asshole. There's a video I watched of him. Uh, there's a panel of all the Bon Appetit uh, personalities, and he got two of the women of color's names. Like he called one of them the, the other person's name, and it was just like you could just yeah, tell okay. that yeah, this yeah, guy. Yeah. He just has. If you watch all of his content, you'll know what I'm talking about. And it, it just made me happy to see that like people, like assholes are being uh, held accountable, which, which is good. And I understand what you're saying about policing people's actions and like pulling clips out of context from podcasts or things like that. But this, this seemed like more of an appropriate kind of okay, yeah, it's like a, like, a, like a pattern of, of, yes. uh, of poor behavior where over time you're not, you're not learning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because it's interesting. It's like also, I always think about as comics um, and just as people in general, like in society, it's like, how do you balance the fact that people are flawed and are going to not everyone's not coming from the same place? Um, but then also, like, you know, imposing proper boundaries and guidelines for right. behaviors. Right. Um, Did so you see? You see on Facebook uh, that there was a comic who posted a list of racist comedians. I did not. Yeah. I guess I wasn't tagged in it. <laughs> yeah, good, yeah. <laughs> Neither was I. Uh, thank, thank goodness. But it's, it's, see, it's that's very- see that that's, that stuff. That stuff gets. Uh, it's. I mean, listen. I, I I didn't see it. I can't comment on it. But um, you know, you get into uh, you get into interesting territory there. Yeah. Where it's like. It well, it becomes a it's it's an alternative justice system, and clearly, as these events have shown the past few weeks, the current justice system doesn't really do it in a lot of cases. Yeah. But at the same time, when you get you know, what are the uh, alternative justice systems? Yeah. They're also what are the checks? Right. And I think in some instances, like these, this kind of like public shaming, if it is, it will sometimes change people, and like it will make people look inward and make. I them think it. I think it will change who they I are. I think it will. It it will, it should and then but also it's like is it um, yeah it's it's inter- it's interesting yeah I think well this is like a really good transition to our top nine let's do it <laughs> I think this is this is uh, very relevant What's, we're going back to our our basics we're we're a comedy food pod yeah we're, we're, we were we cooking we, the we, kitchen we were last week before kind of all of this happened our initial idea was to do top nine Adam Sandler movies which I'm I hope we still do one day we'll do it yeah we'll do it I watched Uncut I watched Uncut Gems and I told Jesse about it yeah I I rewatched it um recently do you you want to give a a quick couple of thoughts on 
I do, do you want to? I, I really to? enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm yeah, I, I really liked it. Um, I think it's an interesting – do you know any – so Adam Sandler plays this like Jewish uh, jewelry guy. Yeah. Diamond in, in gambling, gambling addict, diamond dish gambling addict. Do you know anybody who's like that? Like I know people who are like have elements of that, but no one who's exactly like that. Not exactly like that, but I do have a friend from college who is a bookie and uh-huh. and like um he, he doesn't have this kind of attitude where he like gambles and like risks his like life on this on but yeah. he does have this kind of like reckless uh, attitude. Yeah, I, it was interesting. It was interesting because it was kind of about the underworld, like New York City underworld. Yeah. And it, it reminded me of like I feel like Jews like now mostly, uh, especially kind of he, he seemed like he had a house in like I don't know I, I thought it was like New Jersey probably um, could have been Long Island uh, somewhere near but, the city yeah somewhere near the city but like that type you know like he's really he's probably conservative he didn't see maybe he was, yeah he's probably conservative like somewhat probably. religious but like not uh, I don't know it didn't seem like he'd be observing shabbat (laughs) right well well he did this there's a scene where he went to passover with his family he went to passover yeah and he was like in passover so it's you know he's he's he's, it's a part of his life but it's not uh he's not exactly worried about his his uh his sins you might say but did you Uh, were you impressed by the same man's performance yeah it was really good um but it made me think of like i so there's like this really interesting a lot of people don't know about the like when people think of i think organized crime in new york like old old days especially i think people think about italians but yeah. jews were like pretty jewish organized crime was was huge in the lower east side and in uh in brooklyn and in like east new york and brownsville mm-hmm. um and that kind of reminded me of like the person you would like this book a lot it's called tough jews um huh. and it's this guy rich cohen who's now like he he wrote like vinyl or like that show vinyl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he's like a you know a, a, a movie writer now, but his family like had basically two generations back. I guess had some like connections to the Jewish mob, and wow. he kind of wrote about his like grand. I think it was his grandparents or his dad. Um, and it's like I think, and then he basically talks about how as Jews became more accepted, and as we're talking about, became more white. Like there wasn't necessarily the need for the crime and the crime kind of started because wow. we weren't being accepted into white collar professions. Right. Um, and Adam Sandler's character reminded me of like someone like that, but at the same time he doesn't have to do that really. Right. So right. it was an interesting dichotomy of, I think like, and part of like being Jewish today, it's like you kind of do lose that your identity of like, you're kind of, your the identity's kind of diluted a little bit into just kind of, you know, bland white Americana. Right. Um, and it was interesting that underworld was like more of a preservation of that in a way, sure. in a weird, almost twisted way. I feel like. Absolutely. Interesting. I just, that was not the response I thought you would have to the movie. I thought you were going to slam it. I thought you were going to, I also, I, you I also, I also thought KG was like a really good actor. KG was great. Yeah. yeah. KG was fantastic. Yeah. That was, I think the, I remember, I'm a big fan of the directors of the movie, the Safi brothers. Yeah. Yeah. They did uh, this movie called Good Times on Netflix, which is also really, really good. I've heard it's good. I haven't watched it. It's like, it's very, all their movies are anxiety inducing, but it's, it's, it's just it's a thrilling movie. But they, they originally wanted, uh, I think, Amari Stoudemire to play the role, and he said no. Yeah. No. Yeah, he was they're, good. they're big Knicks fans. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it was like it, you know they had to make the plot in like Philadelphia because yeah, 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 yeah. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it very much. Yeah, people that had it's been getting mixed mixed responses, but I think I thought he, well I thought Adam Sandler was fantastic. Uh, I really like the ending too. Really Me well. too, absolutely. Yeah. All right, let's get let's get into our top nine. Let's do it. We are doing our top nine summer foods, which I think is a excellent list. It's getting to be the summer. This is where he starts thinking about summer foods. Yeah. Summer Which Sanders. I- There's another summer. I know what you did last summer. <laughs> the Boys yeah. of Summer. We're the Boys of Summer. Yeah, Pat Summerall. Pat Summerall. That's nice. good. Nice. All right, sweet. You want to do uh, the old Wack Goldberg 333? Yeah, I'll start. So, number nine, I got the baseball ice cream glove with the gumball in it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Phenomenal. Classic, Phenomenal. classic summer food. I believe it's not made anymore. I think they stopped making it, and I think they stopped making it because they were afraid the gumball was a choking hazard. <laughs> and it probably is a, a choking Eden hazard, but a classic. I mean, when you think of summer, what do you think of? But a melted baseball glove, right, with a mediocre gumball. Wow, that is a classic. The ice cream truck, the gumball at the end, fantastic. Did you ever get that? I don't think I ever got that because I didn't no? want. The, I didn't think I wanted a gumball. I, I, like, you, I wanted a full ice cream. Were you a choco taco guy? I love a choco taco. I'm more I knew of a stra- it. strawberry shortcake guy though. I love okay. a choco taco. I never was a choco taco guy, but I feel like you were. But I I, at my at my summer camp, the entire camp would chant for choco tacos <laughs> to, to like demand that they give us choco tacos. <laughs> That's fantastic. Funny. That's interesting with camp this year, right? Camps like aren't happening, kind of. That's yeah. It. My camp got canceled. Uh, I think some camps are like there's a whole now there's like all these companies that are like offering specific like testing uh, things for camps, but n- none of the testing is that definitive, so it's it's kind of a risk. Yeah, so it's interesting. Yeah, I feel like a ten year old Jesse would have been crushed. I would have been absolutely devastated. Yeah, I was thinking about you. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, number eight, I got a lote. What? Elote? elote? What? All right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Uh, so, yeah, like kind of sweet corn, right? With like, it's like crema and, um, uh, you know, the, the Mexican corn. Wait, you just broke up. You just froze. We got some breeze beer. All right, we're back. I apologize. We're all set. We are all Gucci. I apologize. We knew this was going to happen. My internet cut out, so this will be an interesting point to edit. But number eight, I got a lote. What? <laughs> uh, just I corn in the summer in general is uh, is delicious, um, and a lote I think is the best version of corn. I would say. Uh, kind of love the cream, love like the little bit of spice, uh, the lime, right? There's a bit of lime on a lote and it's just, you know, it's grilled, it's corn, but it's just a better version. So I would get a lote, um, a lot there. You ever, I got, I used to get a lote actually when Taqueria Diana first opened, mm. um, I would get a lote there, but I think the best lote 
that I've had. Uh, do you know a place called Cafe Habana? I've heard of it. I don't think I've been there. It's in Nolita. It's been there for a while. Um, it's a it's a Cuban restaurant, and they have very good olote. It was actually one of the first things I ever ate in New York City, like after moving to New York City. Wow. It was like, yeah. I don't think I've experienced it, enough olote. I, I think I've had it a couple of times, but I don't think I've had enough. Had it enough to, yeah, it's good. And it's like almost like a dessert because I don't, you know, it's because it's, it's corn, it's like sweet. And, and you can is have it for it, a meal. And it's, it's got cheese on it? Like that, what's that white yeah. stuff on it? Uh, some sort of cheese, I believe. Gotcha. Uh, That's, gotcha. Yeah, that, I don't that, know. That, I, that maybe cotilla, it's like a specific. Cotilla cheese? Uh, yeah, probably. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so Elote, uh, number seven, I got a lobster roll. Wow. High up. I mean, yeah, yeah. The only reason why it's this low, lobster rolls are delicious. But the problem, there's a few problems. Number one, I don't have them frequent enough, frequently enough, as you were saying with the elote. I don't have them frequently enough to put them really high, just because when you're in the city and this, I don't eat lobster rolls in New York City. Um, I think it's a, a whack Goldberg place to eat <laughs> lobster rolls. I agree with that. I definitely agree. I, I've had there's like that lobster truck place that we've talked about a lot on the pod. Cousins. Had, uh, cousins, yeah. I've had that. Marcus Cousins, yeah. Kirk Cousins. I've had that a couple times, and it's, it's just it's a weird uh, experience. It's, it's meant to, lobster rolls are meant to be by the ocean and meant to be out of the city. Yeah, you got to get out to get a lobster roll. I agree with that. Yeah, so, um, and they're expensive, and they're also sometimes not close to enough food. So that's a bummer. True. That is true. So there's a few downsides of lobster rolls. The, 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 uh, the unfortunate underbelly of, of a lobster roll. <laughs> are you a hot lobster roll guy or are you a oh cold oh i'm a hot guy yeah I'm i guess i could do guy. hot but i mean now i'm thinking i'm like i'm trying to trying to refresh and a cold lobster roll could be refreshing either yeah. way though i think you you could it depends how up to the chef chef's interpretation right i'm just an anti-mayo guy i'm, I'm an oj i'm not a big oj mayo fan and uh i prefer the, the buttered hot lobster okay yeah. it dip you in butter yeah dip me hot yeah. That was your number seven? Yes. Okay. My number nine is fried clams. Fried clams, I feel like I only have in the summertime. Um, when they're fresh with some lemon on them, with some tartar sauce. Uh, just reminds me of being, some, reminds me of the summer. Reminds me of going to seafood place by the beach. Um, it feels like if you had it any other time of the year, it just wouldn't make any sense. Yeah, I love a good fried clam margera, <laughs> but I don't. I don't have them enough. I don't think it's interesting. So, so Kate, my wife, is allergic to shell. She's allergic to shellfish, so I don't have. It's it's a treat for me. So I, I basically have shellfish when I'm not with her. Gotcha. So it's not as incorporated into my. I mean, I could have it when she, but I feel like it's just kind of rude. Yeah. So only on rare occasions will I order will I order shellfish uh, when she's when when I'm with her. And we never bring in shellfish into the house because I feel like that gets a little Andrew Dicey clay. That makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. Fried clams are great, though. I uh, I probably get some clammy hands when I'm around Kate because I'd be I'd be nervous that my my hands would give her a reaction. Yeah, you don't you don't want that. No one needs that. My number eight is pasta salad. I when I think of outdoor barbecues, sitting in someone's backyard, I think of pasta salad. Overall. I'm really not a big pasta fan, 
Like I, or like, I'm not like a pasta diehard guy. Like if we're going, if I'm going to an Italian restaurant, I like the Parmesans. I like the the, the other things other than the pastas. To be honest, the, but, the chicken, the whatever the wings are at Carmine's. What are they? Chicken, Scarparella. Scarparella. Chicken Scarparella. Yeah. Can't get enough of those. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh my god, my mouth is wet. But pasta salad, I feel is a nice. It's cold. It's got vegetables in it. It's got uh, like olives. My mom makes the best pasta salad. Uh, and it, it, like, I feel like it's one of these things that the colder it gets and the longer it kind of like congeals together, the better it gets. Um, yeah, I love pasta salad. It's interesting you say that. So I thought about putting pasta salad in mine and I didn't because I feel like there's so many different types of pasta salad. Yeah, it's pretty broad. That I could, yeah, it's like too broad of a food. I felt like it was like saying like beef. <laughs> <laughs> So I wanted to put it in, but I didn't because I couldn't specify yeah. the exact pasta salad I was thinking about. I'm going to specify my mom's pasta salad. That's my number right. Nice. Yeah. yeah. It's, pasta it's, salad it's is great. Also, in the pasta salad family, I love a good macaroni salad. Sure. Love a good... If it doesn't have mayo in it. A lot of these salads have mayo. Yeah, it's I'm all... Not, you got to have mayo. I'm not... I'm no mayo. No mayo in my pasta salad, no mayo in my macaroni salad. Keep the mayo wow. What do you put... What's in it, then? The pasta salad is more of like, it's got like a vinegar and it's okay. got like vegetable, like uh, olives, red peppers. Um, I think it's a feta cheese. Uh, it's pretty simple. And then like a vinegar, like a ball and also like a, like a balsamic glaze. And it's really good. Really, really good. Love a good balsamic glaze. Need that. Um, balsamic, balsamic and glaze more. <laughs> Wait. Wait, what? Balsamic. Balsamic. Kent. Glazemore. Ah, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Bazemore. Number seven is just straight up corn. Regular corn or, or just – I don't have a specific corn. I guess maize corn or just straight up corn. I, I like Specifically on the barbecue, uh, grilled corn. I uh, When I was on Long Island, I was grilling a lot of corn. Um, I learned a good technique of like leaving some of the uh, – What's the outside layer called? The husk. The husk. Yeah, you leave like a layer of husk around it. You put it on the grill. It's 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 delicious. Yeah, I love a good Elon husk. Love it. <laughs> That's good. That I could be up there for title. Elon husk of corn. Like yeah, that. just roll up a uh, roll up a, a giant blunt with the Elon husk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> smoke the smoke the Elon husk. And I feel like I always used to be a big, like, I got to put butter and salt on corn. But it honestly, like, yeah, that makes it better. But, and I know, I'm sure a lote is, it's delicious. But corn straight up is so, is great on its own. It's sweet, especially summertime when I think is, it's peak season for corn. It's fresh. It's sweet on its own. Uh, it doesn't need a lot, though. It is, is, is it, it does get in your teeth. Is it peak in the summer? Because, like, in the fall, there's all those, like, corn mazes. Right. Uh, summer peak corn season? I don't know. Summer is sweet corn season in Virginia. That's what Google says. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, because I always thought about that. You do. I feel like corn generally is considered more of a summer food. But then, like, I don't know. When I was little, we used to go to this uh, to this like far, uh, you know, fall activities farm, and they had like, the corn maze and the hay rides and all that. And peak um, peak. Corn on the cob season is from May through September. Okay. 
So maybe they use these, these corn mazes like after the season because they don't need to. Oh, keep, they don't yeah. Need to, that, they're definitely, that's what they're definitely doing because they cut yeah. up half of the field. <laughs> yeah, it's like the, we don't have the corn here anymore. Let's make a maze out of it. Wow. And these kids run through it. That's, I'm an idiot. <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah, that was, so that's my number seven. That's good. Uh, number all right, number six for me. I got fish tacos. Nice, love Very a nice. good fish taco. And in the summer, fish tacos are the, are the best. I love getting three fish tacos of the same kind, so I could really appreciate what I'm getting as opposed to just having one and then moving on and abandoning it. Then okay, the flavors. This, this uh, uh, my number five is fish tacos. Okay, and fish tacos. I agree. If you're getting fish tacos, they're all gonna, it's, because you're ordering fish tacos. They're all going to be the same. You can't order. I, I've never been to a place where you can get like different kind of fish tacos. Yeah. If you're getting fish tacos, I agree. You're getting all the same. I've had so many fish tacos over the years, but I can't really. There was one. There was this truck I went to in LA one time that was really good. It was like in like maybe like Los Feliz or uh, I don't remember the name of it. That was like. It was, they were, it was like they're pretty spicy, but I can't yeah. I can't think of like a standout fish taco that I've had. I've also in LA I went to the place um, James Beach in for my love mm-hmm. you man where they're like this place has like the best fish tacos. But it was after you know that that scene and I love you man and they like yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. so I went I went there once and it was good but it was like clearly at that point it became like a tourist trap the mainstream yeah yeah interesting um, and it was like they were expensive. Um, but I can't really think of a standout fish taco, but I feel like I've also never really had a bad fish taco. True. I, I have a favorite fish taco place. It's a place called Bostwick's in Long Island. It's, uh, they had the, I get the blackened mahi mahi fish taco. It's got like guacamole and, uh, and some salsa on it. It's, it's unbelievable. It's like fresh. The fish is, 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 is unbelievable. Like I, I don't, I don't personally like fried fish tacos. I, I was gonna, are, a, I was gonna ask you that. Do you prefer I'm, fried I'm, or just like kind of, I guess, steamed? Is that the other way or grilled th- or whatever? This, this one's blackened. It's, okay, it's, like, yeah, a, it's yeah. like a blackened fish. It's yeah. delicious. I don't. I'm, I'm sure fried. I mean, fried fish can't be bad. Anything fried is, is pretty good, but I prefer a blackened fish taco. Nice. Um, yeah, so fish tacos can't can't go wrong, and I'm I'm not really gonna have a fish taco in the winter. I mean, call me crazy. I won't. I won't. I won't do that either. I don't oh. think I've ever had a fish taco in the winter. Yeah, it's not. They don't. They don't make them. They uh, don't exist. Yeah, uh, they're like Malamars in the summer. Do you know this about Malamars? They don't they're, make them in the summer. That makes sense. That's that's smart business. They're gonna melt in your pocket. That exactly. It's like one of my. My, it's like one of my dad's like favorite facts. So like, Clancy, he's like, you know, Malamars, it's a winter cookie. September, October rolls around. Got to get those Malamars. Oh my god, I love it. I love yeah. it. Your dad, your dad must love taking out the ice cream in the summertime because it. Actually, no, he likes it extra frozen. So he, he must likes hate. it in the winter. He yeah. likes it in the winter. He's a winter. He likes cream it guy. with uh, with Arundel. Arundel. It's like frozen. I like making frozen references, even though I've never seen frozen. Yeah, right. Olaf. I know Olaf. I know the songs, but I've never Elsa. Seen Elsa's in there. What? Hans is the. I think he's the bad guy. I don't know. Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. Don Zimmer. Zimmer. R.I.P. Hans Zimmer. Huge. Hans yeah. Zimmer is a, is a, he's a pod giant. He is. A, he is a pod giant. 
Yeah. So get them on the pot. Yeah. Number wow. five, I, I got cold sesame noodles. Wow. Interesting. As a summer we're, food. Yeah. We were talking about – I feel like we were talking about cold sesame noodles our last episode, talking a lot about Chinese food in general. Um, sure. And uh, I have a fair amount of Chinese food in the summer. Um, and I think there's certain – at Chow House, they have this like spicy cucumber salad. And it's cold. It's a like chilled cold cucumber. Unbelievable in the summer. Um and just like cold, you know, it's chilled, uh, chilled food. One thing I thought about putting in, maybe in, you might say in Lou Bega of cold <laughs> sesame noodles, was, um, was gazpacho. Ah, I was uh, about that too. So I haven't like, had enough gazpacho to... I me guess, neither. N- enough good gazpacho. Yeah, you don't want hot gazpacho like no. that, that Siri commercial with Samuel L. Jackson when Siri first came out. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that? I do actually the hot spacho. No one wants he that. Was, yeah, he was telling Siri how to make gazpacho, and then he's like, "Not unless you want hot spacho." <laughs> and I'll never forget that because they played that commercial ad nauseum. Yeah, kind of almost ruined Siri for everybody. There. It's like this thing that corporate America does, where they just uh, brainwash you into getting these lines in your head, and you, you just, they become a part of you. Right. What's like, up, my wife? <laughs> Yeah, but my wife at least is from a movie. It's from like it, so it's like kind of like an artistic something. Commercials are just there to sell you stuff, right? True, true. I mean, movies at this point kind of almost are also there to just sell you stuff, but not really. I would say there's a decent amount of people who who say that my wife sang without that don't even know where it's from. They just like yeah. they've heard. Where that's like that's like a pop culture thing, but it's interesting yeah. that like a movie and a commercial could equally become just some sort of like pop culture, I guess, meme, you'd say? Yeah. Yeah. So number four, I got oysters. Wow. I'm going to come for your neck on oysters. I'm going to let you finish, but I'm going to come for your neck. Oysters, I think, are great. I've been craving oysters. <laughs> I've been I've been really craving oysters. I actually uh, was talking to my, my French teacher, and I was like, how do you say I'm craving? Because I wanted to I wanted to know. And uh, he said that I would say like j'ai vraiment envie uh, de huitre de huitre because uh, there's no direct translation for craving in in French, and I found that interesting. Interesting is that and, that's, a, that's an American thing? Yeah, because we can't control ourselves. So the pregnant French women not have cravings? I don't know. I guess you gotta. There's just, there's it's interesting. It, it is interesting with languages, right? There's like some languages don't have words for stuff yeah yeah it is very interesting probably have to take like a different way to look at it, a different term for it it's yeah it's just a different way to look at, at the world all right so oysters oysters was on my list yeah um and i love oysters yeah but i learned while while researching this list that oysters are out of season during the summertime and that they are peak season during the winter okay but i do i i, I do there's nothing i do love oysters and i think they're refreshing and like Eating them outside during summertime is fantastic, but apparently it's like not the best time to be eating them because there there's like not as much supply for them. That's interesting. Yeah, well, supply of oysters is a fascinating thing. New York was the oyster capital of the world. There were more oysters in New York. Oysters were like the food of the uh, of the, of the poor. That is crazy, You're right? Oh, I thought you were you're concerned about something. Huh. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so oysters were like the cheapest food you could have. And then what happened was 
just the you know people polluted the water to the point where oysters couldn't, couldn't grow anymore, and it was then then it became dangerous to eat oysters. And now there's no oysters in New York Harbor. Although there's this initiative called the Billion Oyster Project, and they're trying to like restore the oysters into New York Harbor. And I thought about doing this. You could actually like um, I don't know what the word would be, but basically like care for like oyster beds. Yeah, yeah. You could volunteer and care for. Them. Yeah, yeah, I would love to do that. I, I yeah. actually learned how people how I, I learned about oyster farms from a video on Bon Appetit, uh, Bon Appetit's YouTube page. Like they took uh, this guy Brad Leone out to like a an oyster farm. They showed how they take yeah. care and, and grow oysters. Fascinating. Yeah, and it's really cool. And it's in, they like naturally clean the water, which is yeah. also fascinating. But I guess in New York, they they don't think they're going to be edible for like until like I think like at least twenty fifty, like not for a really long time. Yeah, it all, it's all about the, the quality of the water and like yeah. the. Which is interesting because I didn't realize that the flavor of the oyster depends on the water that it's in, obviously. Yeah. It's like there's more delicious water. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind like a petroleum oyster. Sure. A little, little oil on it? Yeah. A little BP? Yeah. I don't totally mind it, but I could see people not liking it. I am, I'm actually an oyster purist. You know how they, they give you like a accoutrement? No way. The, uh, no way. I don't, I, don't like, I don't like the stuff that they give you. I just go, I just go plain. I, Pla- yeah, plain yeah. bagel. Wow, this is this is like the epitome of our dynamic. I, I load it up with the vinegar, with the the white horseradish, with the with the oh, I love all the fixings. I respect the oyster. I'm not going to insult it like that. <laughs> the, these are homemade accouchements from the restaurant that are designed to enhance the flavor of the oyster by by a, by a professional. They're for the week. Oh my god! I'll take an everything oyster, everything bagel oyster any day. <laughs> All right, that, that was your that, number four. Yeah, that was my four. Okay, my number six is ceviche. Oh, nice! That's a good Lo- one. Love a ceviche. I feel like I've only gotten into ceviche the past few years. I've since I've like uh, started to ex- enjoy or, and try more of raw fish. Um, it's very refreshing, very light. It's perfect for the summertime. Summertime appetizer. Um, you can do a lot of different kinds of fish. I've had like scallop ceviche, tuna ceviche, salmon, and, and like it's just very, very light and refreshing. And uh, really, you think so? But I yeah. feel like sometimes I don't have. It's I can. I feel like sometimes it's like, it's like pretty radical. Like I don't have the stomach for ceviche guapara. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's the kind of kind of food I'm going for. I want a revolutionary food. Okay. I think it stands up for the people. Okay, I just wanted to, to do that. So. <laughs> I know, I know. It's worth it. Well, well worth it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And like some some good avocado in there. It's very fresh, very good. Yeah. It's my favorite kind of food. Like all the ingredients are fresh, and it's like not. It's very simple, but feels C- like very. Ceviche good. is good. It is one of those things, though. If you like, not that anyone ever would, but if you like got it to go for some reason, it would be awful. Like right, you I- need to have it fresh right there. What is the difference between ceviche and poke, like a poke? Because like I've seen that, like I've, I I've like watched a video like in Hawaii, all these like corner stores are known for like to go poke. Okay, it's like, it's like raw fish. Yeah, well, I think I think ceviche is like a lot of different stuff, right? And isn't yeah. poke just like a type of fish? Like it's like a tuna type yeah. of fish. It's pretty, much, it's pretty much like raw tuna on top of rice. Yeah, so I think it's just the construction's a little different, and, and I feel yeah. like ceviche is—I mean, it's fish, but it's a lot of stuff. Yeah, and yeah. poke—I have no idea, but this is what I. But I feel like poke, the fish, is like the main, the right. main thing. 
Right. I never got in. I don't think. Oh no, I had poke once, one time, at one of the like Gansevoort Market mm-hmm. in meatpacking, and it was really good. But it was like fourteen dollars, not enough food. But you, so, you you were a big Pokemon guy, right? I was a big Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I was like, uh, I blast oysted up. See, I, I, we just got a little Pikachu into your childhood. Yeah. All right, my number Jenna! five. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. That was that was great. My number five is fish tacos. We okay. pretty much pretty much went over fish tacos. My favorite fish taco is the blackened mahi mahi fish taco from Bostwick's. Um, yeah, my number four is hot dogs. I like hot dogs. I when I think of hot dogs, I think of barbecue and summer barbecues, and and also baseball games, which are during the summertime. Um, I enjoy a hot dog, but I can't usually have more than one hot dog, which I think is really interesting. Like. It's one of the few foods where, like, I enjoy it, but then there's, like, a certain... After the last bite, I'm like, I'm done. Most foods that I like, I'm like, I, I could eat this until I'm going to throw up. But hot dogs, something about them, like, nauseates me, but right at the perfect moment, which I think is pretty interesting. Yeah, I got hot dogs on my in my top three, so I'm going to reserve statements till then. Wow, I'm surprised. I thought you'd be more of a hot cat guy. No. I am a, I'm a, I'm a road cat, but I'm a hot dog. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, in uh, my what I put on, I'm. I used to be growing up a big just ketchup on hot dog guy, but now I like a ketchup and mustard or mustard and uh, sauerkraut. Yeah, I relish all the toppings on a hot dog. I was talking down. I was talking bad about the hot dog uh, toppings on a oysters and, and bagels, obviously. But hot dog, different different ballpark. Interesting ballpark dog. So so you don't you don't think you're being rude to the the dog. No, I think the dog wants wants friends. Because <laughs> the dog can't handle being by itself, so it needs friends. How do you know the oyster doesn't want friends? No. Dogs, <laughs> it's, it's not a dog. Dogs we know biologically can't handle being by themselves. They need, they need other things to latch on to. <laughs> All right. I, I, I guess. I guess that's fair. <laughs> so what's your top three? Oh, that was your number four? So yeah. top three, I got uh, barbecued chicken. Wow, uh, good one. That's a good one. So I hate giving my dad credit in anything. I really <laughs> hate it. But he will take either like a whole, or I guess like a half chicken, I guess. Usually you get half, like, and he'll grill them. And they're just uh, he, he, almost nothing better. Unless he undercooks them, which he has. And you get raw chicken. That's but tough. That's, it's not tough. It's it's raw. But <laughs> it's... Uh, it's yeah, a few things better than kind of fresh, juicy, well seasoned barbecue chicken. Yeah, with a nice char on it, with a nice yeah. like uh, grill marks on it. Charmander. <laughs> Great callback. Great yeah. char char back. Yeah, um, Arctic char. Side nice. fish. Arctic char dip. Yeah, yeah. So it I, it's one of my favorite summer foods, and he'd grill it up a lot, kind of growing up. And uh, and I feel like barbecue chicken. That's the barbecue chicken I think about when it's like you know really good barbecue chicken. Yeah. But barbecue chicken anywhere is going to be generally good. It's hard to fuck so, up barbecue chicken. You can have barbecue chicken pizzas that are like QAB, but you know it's like a different thing. You kind of know what you're getting into when you get a barbecue chicken pizza. Yeah, 
I can appreciate a barbecue chicken pizza. I like it, but it's yeah, it's like it's not the best barbecue chicken, but it's like the sauce and the chicken right, combo. Right. It's more you're getting it for the sauce, I feel like. Yes, it's more of like the sauce and the texture. Yeah. Yeah, so that's my number three. Number two, I got a vegetable burrito in the summer. Especially in the city, I'm sweaty. I'm on the go. I'm craving something that fills me up, that's not going to weigh me down, and that's got that heat. Nothing better than a vegetable burrito in the summer. Get that habanero loaded up. Kind of get those bites of zucchini, get the bites of beans, rice, avocado, kind of thin tortilla. You're on the go. You're sitting down. It's early. It's late. You're living it up. The sounds, Veggie burrito. The, the sounds all for all, all for under ten dollars. Wow, that means uh, we didn't get to the ads yet. Sounds like an ad to Reggie Burritos. <laughs> this sounds delicious, but is this something that you? I feel like you have this year round. Yeah, but I especially uh, you, you, crave it. Gotcha. Uh, Jay, was it Jay on Vida? No, uh, they forgot. Yeah, Jay on Jay on Vida uh, de Burrito. But nice. I, I missed sounds, the word. I missed the word in there, but that's all right. Sounds scrumptious. Yeah. It just feels like you could have that. I feel like you, I can catch you outside the lantern in November crushing a veggie brie. Yeah, but it's not as, it's not as good. Gotcha. Uh, vraiment, vraiment. J'ai vraiment envie de uh, veggie burrito. Bonjour. Yeah, vraiment. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I'll, have, I'll wolf it down. Wolf Nights. Raps for men. You ever, you know Wolf Nights? <laughs> no. It's like a rap place. There's one on the Lower East Side and there's one in the West Village and their whole thing. It's like, we're raps, but we're for men. It's a it's a food place that just for men. Well, no, but it's raps. But it like you know, when you think of raps, I feel it's like it, they're marketing or whatever. It's like I feel like it's like aggressively masculine, which I think is hilarious for uh, for a place that sells raps. That's interesting. I didn't. I've yeah. never heard of that before. I love raps. Wolf Nights. There's one on Ludlow and Rivington. It was kind of near like local 138. Um, and then the other one is on Bleecker on the other side of 6th, like not on the side of the Lantern, on the other side of 6th Avenue. Interesting. And their whole thing is like, do you want to rap but you crush weights? Wolf nice. <laughs> I, they, don't, I, they, don't, they don't actually do that, but that's what I think of when, yeah. when, they, uh, when I see them. It's like nice. this very aggressive wolf in the logo. Wolf Wall Street. Wolf Blitzer. Wolf Blitzer. Nice. And number one. Oh, boy. You know what it is. We, we already talked about it. Hot. Diggity dogs. Hot dogs, most versatile summer food, high class, low class. We talked about the history of hot dogs the other episode where they were kind of this rich person's food. And then Nathan Handwerker uh, decided, hey, I'm going to cut the price and probably put a bunch of random stuff in it uh, and make Nathan's. And I think it's a nice it's a nice story. You know, there's not many nice American stories I feel like happening right now, but that's a nice American story. Um, and it doesn't, uh, you could have a hot dog anywhere. You have it at the ballpark. You have it at a barbecue. You have it in like boiled in like a weird, uh, catering, like at like a business. Yeah. Maybe not, but you know what I'm saying? It could, it could exist anywhere. It can inhabit a lot of different spaces and the toppings are, I always like to load up on the toppings. I particularly love when you have like the onion topping, you know, that like hot dog onions, sure relish. Uh, a Chicago dog with like a pickle. I never had, never, never had a Chicago dog. Real solid. Um, have you ever had? I think the concept is great. I don't think the hot. It's like a little, you know, because it's a it's a New York City business, so they have to do what they have to do. But Crip dogs, 
I haven't had one that. of those. I've tried to like, go there once. It was on like a weekend. It was packed. Yeah, I, I feel like it's 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 more like targeted as like drunk and stone food. Yeah. I feel like, but it, they make it's just a lot of different creative hot dog combinations. And I think a hot dog is really a canvas. And we're comedy chefs, so you're creating art with the canvas of the hot dog often, wow. and the hot dog will let you do that. Wow, that's real deep. That's real deep. I enjoy yeah. that. Can't yeah. deny that. Cannot, can't argue that. It's good number Undeniable. one. <laughs> Are you, if you had your preference, would you go for an all-beef dog, or do you, you don't really care? Uh, I go Hebrew National just because I sure. like that it says Hebrew National. Sure. So that's about it. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I, I like a Nathan's dog. I like an all-beef dog. But give me a ballpark dog any day. I'll scarf it down. All right. My number three is watermelon. I think watermelon is probably the most refreshing food in the world. And when you're, and when you're hot, having a hot summer day and you're, you want something refreshing but also tasty, give me a piece of watermelon and I'm going to crush, absolutely crush it. Um, preferably if you, if there's one without the black seeds, but if it has it, I'll, I'll deal with it. Um, I also enjoy recently, I, I, last summer I was uh, with my sister and she put like a, uh, some alcohol, she put like a bottle of like vodka into a, a watermelon. Uh, I've seen that. Yeah. yeah. And then like you took it out and like it had like, like vodka in the watermelon, which was pretty and sweet. It, and it was speaking Russian. Yeah. And it was like. Put, you, put, put in watermelon <laughs> into my mouth. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I like watermelon and salads a lot. I think in like a summer type salad, I think it's a really interesting. But I feel like I never loved it growing up. I, I don't know. The texture, I, I think, is kind of odd. Um, but I've come around to it as I've gotten older. Um, but I never liked it growing up. So Wow. I How never, did you yeah. not like it? How, what's, what's not to like I don't know. It's like, it's I, just, yeah, I guess it tasted like water. <laughs> that is, I guess that makes sense. But it's yeah. like it's like the best version of water. Yeah, I mean, I was a pretty picky eater growing up, like until I was like twelve or thirteen. So I feel like yeah. I had it, like probably first had it when I was like six or seven, and was like, I don't like this. And then, right. I, you know, I, I, I could be pretty stubborn. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, um, it makes sense. My number dose, my number two is lobster roll. Uh, we talked about it. I'm a hot lobster roll guy. I love da, 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 lobster. Da, 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 da. Rock He's lobster. Going... <laughs> uh, and I yeah, I agree with whatever we said before. It's I, it's the best eating eating during the summertime. Uh, I think the, okay. the best lobster roll. My favorite lobster roll is this place called Lunch, that's near Montauk, and it's uh, it's fantastic. Oh, I hate the name. You. <laughs> It's it's fantastic. You would love this place. You would it already make the name. The name itself makes me not want to be there. Why? It's called lunch. It's at, Do you have it for lunch usually? You can. You don't have to. I know. It's it's a, it's like a place that's trying to be humble, but they are probably. It, it's like a. It feels like it's like they're they're actively trying to be humble, which I hate from a food place. Well, that's just that's you're just judging it based on the name. You know nothing about this place. This place. I don't. I don't. Your world. It, Absolutely it's fair. world. Yeah, I, I don't like I don't like that trend. I feel like it's like uh, it, there's something. Is it expensive? Yeah, very expensive. Yeah, I feel like these expensive places they try to act like they're like a common person, and it bothers me. Okay, that's fair. You know, yeah. uh, but it, it's been a lot around for a long time. It's not, it's not like a, a new place that's popped up. But uh, okay, 
it's, it's. I'm sure it's great. I just that that's my that's my uh, two cents on the name, and two cents would got, not get me anywhere there. So, well, I'll show you five cents. My number one is from the same restaurant lunch, and it is Buffalo Calamari. Wow, it is my favorite. I only have it in the summertime. Only have it from lunch. Uh, I love calamari pretty much all year round, but for some reason they. They, I mean, they just put a simple buffalo sauce. It's probably just Mike's or yeah, Mike's Red Hot on it. It's Frank. just Frank's. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Mike's Hard Lemonade. That's what I'm gonna say. Who's Mike? Frank. They put a little Frank's on it. It is. Who's the, Mike? We talking who's, about Frank? I'm, I'm freaking talking about Frank, not Mike. Mike, Mike, get out of here. Get out of here, Mike. Frank. You don't Frank, know Buffalo, here. Mike. Frank, get over here. We gotta talk about you. This buffalo calamari is just, it's life-changing. It makes me so excited to have it. Uh, when I think of the summertime, I think of buffalo calamari from lunch. It's fantastic. I eat, see, eating outside, dipping it in blue cheese, nothing better. I can crush a whole, a whole serving of buffalo cal. I don't think I've ever had buffalo John Calipari, but yeah. <laughs> it sounds great. and I so would, good. I would, I would enjoy it. Uh, so good. J'ai vraiment envie de buffalo calamari. Oui, oui. Yeah. Sweet. That's a pretty sweet top nine. I enjoyed that. Made me excited was, for the summer. Yeah. I, it's it's odd because I was like, you know, I, I feel like the summer you think of just like large gatherings. <laughs> That's what you think of in, with the summer. Like you're like hanging out all the time and this is like not, we the world, the world, this is just so stupid. <laughs> Wait, the, the, the virus. The virus. The virus. And like, I don't know, it seemed like it stopped. Like, it didn't stop. It's cr- it's crazy because it didn't stop at all. But like, it's certainly not the priority at all in like kind of the national conversation. So it's yeah. kind of like it's this weird this weird limbo thing where it's like. I'm hoping that you know, the next two weeks there aren't uh, big spikes because of the protests. We'll see. Yeah. I was seeing like Arizona is having spikes. They opened up like two weeks ago. They're having a lot of spikes right now. So I hope not, but we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just I feel like honestly at this point I feel like either let's just do this forever or let's just go back right away. I don't want to be in this limbo. There's always I think there's going to be a, a rush limbo for a while. I think I this know. whole this whole summer is going to be a little bit planned. I think limbo. the fall, it's like I can't I don't know, comedy like barely exists. I can't do tours. And I mean, it's not a, it's in the grand scheme of things it's not that bad at all. But it's like I don't know. It's just uh, it's frustrating. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You got any ads? No, I don't got any ads. I wanted to say, you know, uh, you don't need to hear from me, but do some do some reading, do some uh, thinking about where your money's going. You know, do your part. That's my ad. Yeah, totally agree. I would I'd say just uh, not just, but one thing that be interesting to do: but support your local. African American owned restaurants. I've seen a lot of lists online of uh, people who are compiling lists of African American owned restaurants. Support those and uh, try to find places where to put your money. Yeah, and I also wanted to say because we talked about you know podcasts and stuff. There's what two podcasts I want to recommend. One is from The Ringer, actually. Um, it's uh, Higher Learning with uh, Rachel Lindsay, who's the hmm. she's on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. She's the first black bachelorette, I think bachelorette, uh, and Van Latham, who is like TMZ guy, and but it's it's really interesting. It's basically about it's like 
it's like about black culture, but also like sports and pop culture also. Um, and I think it's a good current, it's like just kind of good current events, but also from like the black culture perspective where like, you know, as, as like a, a white guy, you probably wouldn't necessarily get that kind of, uh, more honest conversation. Sure. And, you know, I, I've never seen the bachelor or the bachelorette. Um, and my kind of first thought was like, oh, you're on the bachelor or the bachelorette. You can't be like an intelligent person. But, uh, Rachel in particular, I think like she, she's great. She's like so thoughtful and like, um, it's, it's, it's honestly refreshing that people like that intelligence are, uh, on reality shows as weird as that sounds right. like, so right. it's, it's like, I don't know. It's not just like, it's not just idiots who, I don't know. It's like, and it's cool that she took that platform and it's like using it and is using it for like something that's clearly productive. It's cool. I've never heard of it. I'll check it out. Yeah. It did. It, it literally just launched, um, like two weeks ago. Awesome. So like all the episodes so far have been, they might've come out with a new one today. Uh, but the, uh, the, the ones I've listened to basically been kind of about, you know, George Floyd and the protests and kind of everything. Yeah. There's only been a few episodes and then Sweet. another one. Yeah. Another one I was listening to, um, I read this book. It was a movie, um, just mercy. Uh, it's, just, it was a movie that came out this past year and for whatever reason didn't get, uh, like Oscar play, but Michael B. Jordan, was like the star. I think Jamie Foxx. Oh, I, I, I heard about that. I heard about that. Yeah, I read the book a few years ago, and it's really good. It's about the guy who founded. It's called the Equal Justice Initiative, which is like a big charity. Like you know, in terms of these, like where to donate, it's always kind of one of them. It's basically there. Uh, Brian Stevenson, the the guy behind it, basically represents people who uh, are wrongly convicted or face the death penalty. That's how it started. Um, and the book, his book is really interesting. It's like a memoir and it's basically about his fight to, um, get this primarily one, one person that is the book about, uh, to get him, he was wrongly convicted and sends the death penalty and it's about him trying to get him off. Um, yeah, there's he, the, the whole, that organization is a good one and they have a podcast that's like, it's literally just people telling stories about their ancestors, like getting lynched and it's like wow. really, uh, you know, it's really heavy, but it's like, I don't know. I, like, that's like kind of stuff. Like I, I feel like I need to hear cause I didn't, you don't like, I didn't really learn about it. And in, in yeah, and it's definitely, it's, it's good to be feeling uncomfortable listening to those kind yeah, of things. Exactly. It's, it's, it's important. It's yeah. Yeah. That's my head. All right. Well, uh, on, on a lighter note, should we get into, is that a joke? Let's do it. I got, uh, is that a joke? I'll, I'll, uh, I'll get on base. I, I, when I was on Long Island, I was sharing a room with my cousin, and uh, before we would fall asleep, we would kind of like joke around, and he would—he was doing this joke where he would be like breathing really loudly, and yeah, like, and make like kind of like sound like Darth Vader. It was—it was super funny. And then he fell asleep, and he was making those noises while he was sleeping. He was like breathing loudly, like Darth Vader in his sleep, and I couldn't—I couldn't fall asleep. I, so it, it started out as he was doing a joke like, and then he fell asleep, and I and something happened where he's he's just continued to breathe that way, and I had to I had to go downstairs to sleep on the couch, and I was like, is that a joke? And it wasn't a joke. So that's my is that a joke? Wow, that's yeah. pretty good. I got one. So I tried to do this new bit on a Zoom show the other day uh, about um, turning thirty. And this is the joke. I'm going to tell you it. Uh, turning 30, it's like 
you've lived enough life where you're like kind of intelligent, but you also aren't wise because you haven't lived enough. You don't have enough experience. And I, like one of my friends, we were talking about opportunities that you could try to turn coronavirus into an opportunity. The setup's already too long, but you could turn the, <laughs> the coronavirus into an opportunity. And he said, when God closed the window, he opens up a garage. <laughs> and that's from, that's from our episode with Dylan Paladino. But I said, the joke was like, that's like such a 30 year old statement because it sounds wise, but it doesn't really mean anything at all. And like old, old people say stuff like that, but it's more specific. Like an old person would be like, when God closes a window, he saves a lot more money on his electric bill. Right. And then he uses that money to fix his garage. But I did that joke and there was a woman on the show who said, and she was older and she said, I didn't like that one. <laughs> she, she verbally said that out loud. Yeah, I mean, I was, I mean, I was doing well, and then so it was like fine. <laughs> but yeah, she, wow. she said that. Wow, I, I appreciated it. She kind of saved me because it was like people were like no one was laughing. Yeah, and then she said that, and I was able. It, it was something. Was Dylan on that show? No, oh, no. Gotcha. Dylan did do a show, and he did well. Nice, nice. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. That's very funny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was my was that a joke? And I think it's a funny idea, but it's like, you know, the setup's too long. I think the the, the punchline is funny. I think I think you could definitely make that into a joke. I think I could do something with it, but I gotta I gotta I gotta work with it. I gotta massage it. Yeah, you gotta break into the driveway and open up that garage. Yeah. All right, let's get into the Goose Gossage himself, Tony Saragusa's favorite segment, QAB. Question let's do best. it. Let's do it. Uh, I got a, I got a quick one. Uh, my QAB is Febreze-scented garbage bags. I, okay. I, ac- I accidentally bought Febreze-scented garbage bags, and they are horrendous. I it, it literally, they stuck up my kitchen. Uh, it, 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 like, stuck up my, pretty much my entire apartment. Like, if you're going to scent, I understand the, the premise behind a scented garbage bag. You want to take away the garbage smell, but make the, make the smell good. This Febreze was way too strong. It was it was awful. It made me like I'm, I don't th- I have like twenty of them now that I'm not going to use. I'm gonna have to, I I got to figure out a way to throw out things and get them out of here. But uh, scented garbage bags I feel like are just not necessary, and unless you know a brand that makes good ones. But I got to make sure from now moving forward to get unscented garbage bags because this this Febreze garbage bag traumatizes me. Yeah, it sounds like it's pretty controversial that it drew Febreze. <laughs> wow. <laughs> drew Febreze garbage bags. That could, that could be a, an episode title. Yeah. Uh, we got some good ones. I liked uh, Ceviche Guevara. That's good. That's good. Yeah. But Drew, Drew, <laughs> drew Febreze. <laughs> Sorry, I, I shouldn't be laughing at myself. It's <laughs> cocky. Uh, but um, that's interesting. I think I actually get those. Sometimes I no. kind of I've, I'm like non-discriminatory when I just like buy whatever garbage bag I like we don't have there's not a garbage bag that I specifically buy every time I get garbage bags I'm yeah, like I don't I just kind of get that close yeah I kind of just get whichever one that seems like it's not the most expensive but it's not the cheapest yeah that's kind of my thing like I feel like if it's too cheap then it's going to be a bad garbage bag but if it's too expensive you're getting ripped off yeah I feel like I've gotten those before Febreze I it's interesting there's this book called The Power of Habit. And, um, there was a thing, I think it was about, I think it was about Febreze in it. And it talked about how like 
their whole thing. It's just like no one needs for it's like a made up product. It's like yeah, and, and they started doing well. I this I think this is like I only half remembering, but it's like because they decided to market it as something as, associated with like making sure things are clean, even though it doesn't yeah, clean anything yeah, yeah. itself. That's smart. Like something like that. So they associated it with the habit of doing that, and then they became successful. That's um, interesting. That's, that's yeah, but it's market. like so. It's like Febreze garbage bags. It's like that same thing where it's it's saying you're throwing out the garbage, but it's still clean. Don't worry. Right. right. It's it's just gross. It's gross. Yeah, thing. I I feel like I've gotten them, but I don't think I've even noticed. I think it might might have been heightened because like it's getting warmer and like my kitchen's hotter, so maybe the smell is hotter. I don't know. Yeah, it smells be hot. Hot garbage. Yeah. Hot garbage. Yeah. That's what I serve up on stage. <laughs> nah, it's, it's it's lukewarm garbage. Yeah, Luke Tuma. <laughs> too much tuna. Too too much Luke Tuma. <laughs> That's what I say. I haven't I haven't seen Luke Tuma since the the virus started, but it's already too much Tuma. Luke Tuma is big on TikTok. This guy's got like is he? I, 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 I can see that. I yeah. can see that. He's like such like a fun, positive guy. Yeah, he's, he's got. He's doing great. Very nice guy. Very nice. I'm not. I I was shitting. I don't know if I was shitting on him or not, but I no no ill will. Can't have too much Luke Tuma. You can. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, I guess. I guess so. Uh, yeah, but. Um, my QAB, I'm going to say like the uh, – to, to bring it back to kind of the, the, the main issue of the day, but like the kind of reading curriculum, just kind of curriculum in general of, of, uh, of schools, of high schools. Like there, did you see there was this tweet that went viral by um, Lisa Traeger? She tweeted no. something like – she tweeted – I forget exactly, but it was like, why do we learn about uh, Mesopotamia but not black history? And mm. then she kind of got dragged for it, you know, and then I guess like – I I don't remember this history, but like Mesopotamia arguably maybe is some black, you know, I, I don't want to get into it, but like, okay. I, I see what she was saying in the sense yeah. that like the stuff you learn, it's interesting, the kind of random things you learn about over right. the uh, course of school curriculum. I feel like, especially in like English classes, like I just like, I don't know. There's just so much stuff. I I'm, uh, I'm reading roots right now. I never saw the movie roots, but I, I'm reading yeah, the book and there's just like so much stuff that I'm reading and I'm like, I never learned about this. Yeah, uh, and I was like a pretty big history person in general, um, and it's just like it's it's really interesting, and uh, I feel like that's an easy, any or maybe maybe it's not an easy fix, but it's like an easy fix. Just right, and it's interesting. Like with the internet, you have so much access to information that at one point you should be able to learn about what's important, but there's also another end. It's like there's too much information on the internet where people are kind of oversaturated with so much things it's good you got to figure out where to look and what things are important to learn oh yeah that too yeah i mean yeah. that too um yeah but it, it's interesting and the way things are framed in in uh in like my social studies classes at least i mean but i feel like my, my from what i gather my social studies experience seems pretty common to, absolutely yeah You're not really i don't feel like we're really taught and english I wasn't, yeah i wasn't really taught to like question no, our teachers in social studies to be like no. You're like this is this is how things were, and then but that's not how things are. Like that was kind of that's yeah. kind of the uh, right. I feel like the, the sentiment. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's QAB, and hopefully, uh, yeah. Nice one, making goose proud. Yeah. 
Sweet sauce. Let's let's bring in the closer. <laughs> bring the closer. A two. A one, two, three, four. Bits, 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 bits. Come on. Bits, 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 bits. Attaboy. Bits, 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 bits. Bits. Atta kid, let's get it. Bits, 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 bits. Bits, 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 bits. Bits, 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 bits. 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 Bits, 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 bits. Bits. Is that the shofar at the end? That's the bits shofar. Nice, nice. Love that. Yeah. Very, very nice. Yeah. You really showed far that one. That's right. Not sure what that was, but great. Very cool. You got anything to plug coming up? Jordan Show Farmer. Not yet. Ah, wow, that's really good. I was trying to think of Jordan Farmer for some reason. I was playing initial basketball with my cousin. You ever play initial basketball? We no. see initials of a player, and the other person has to guess it. And only I guess played it. that. Okay. Yeah. So much fun. I was trying to think of Jordan Farmer to play in that game. It's great. Well, what do you do if it's like J.R. Smith? You can't really do it. He's all right. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The best one I came up with with one was Jason Capono. Remember him? Oh, uh, was he a C or a K? K. J. K. Louis? Yeah. Louis, yeah. Louis C. Capono. Yeah. Uh, he's a K? Yeah, he was good. He played for UCLA, right? Yep. All four years. He was on the Heat and the Raptors and the Lakers. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Classic. Good pull. Appreciate it. What do you got coming up? A whole lot of... Uh, raised bits um yeah just follow me on uh, social media follow me follow me in the world I'm trying to figure out ways to put out my comedy in unique uh avenues so stay tuned i'm not really sure what to do yet but kind of, it doesn't seem like stand-up in new york has come back for a while so got, i'm trying to figure out a creative outlets no thanks for the uh for giving me that tip off about the comics competition Absolutely. I yeah, I who knows if it's going to happen, but I think it'd be fascinating. Like I was thinking about it, like if I do get picked in it and then end up doing it, like it would be my first time doing stand up probably. Like almost certainly. Sure. Absolutely. So it'll be like my first time doing stand up since the virus live. At least it'll be it'll, even even playing well, I know Connecticut is is opened up a little bit and there's been some outdoor shows, but it'll be an even yeah. playing field. It's not like anyone else has a head start really. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, yeah, but it's it's like it's kind of a bummer. I mean, I'm doing these Zoom shows, but it's like you know, it's 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 literally fifty percent comedy. Yeah, but I, I was inspired. I don't know if you saw Michael Che did an outdoor I saw show that. in Mound City. Yeah, and then I did a see big, that. Big turnout and yeah, just that. Like I think comedy is, is essential, and that people are going to come back to comedy shows, and that uh, what we do will come back. It's going to be different, and like the way we do it will be different, but. I think it's stand-up comedy will survive this. Yeah. Oh, do you want to hear like a one-off thing I've been saying in the Zoom shows? You'll sure. like it. I, I keep saying like um, I, I didn't want to initially do these Zoom shows because I was afraid my material wasn't going to work. I told that to my podcast partner, but he said, well, that never stopped you before. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Wow, I would. I would. I'm not that mean. I know you. I. I I would say that you wouldn't say that. I. I. I use you. I feel like that. Yeah, yeah. that's that's a good line. I like that. Yeah, very very good. Yeah, yeah. I don't really have anything to plug. Um, I don't know this. I got to say, like this stuff in the past few weeks, I feel like I've just been like, man. I. I should. I need to. I should be a better person. Uh, yeah. So I'm like I'm like almost more focused on that uh, more than anything. 
uh, right now. It's, you know, also, I think part of that also is like there, you can't really do comedy and, uh, some of my stuff that I usually do is on hold, but I think that's a positive thing. Yeah. yeah. I think, you know, being aware of things that we can improve on personally is the first step. A lot of people that aren't even, uh, even take that step of being aware or don't even think that they have anything to improve upon. Yeah. Uh, Step Guardiola. He's a, a soccer manager, Pep Guardiola. Wow, pepperoni pizza. Yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, I guess that's it. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening. We always forget to promote the pod. We should have done that. Yeah, listen to the pod. Listen to Brady's Bits. Tell a friend. Tell an enemy. Yeah, tell a friend. Tell an enemy. We want to we grow. I mean, this is a – it's an interesting time because it's the quarantine. I feel like there's more podcasts than ever, so it's like a crowded field. Um but we know we got our brazer backs and we want to we want more people to to hear our cooking so if you're uh if you think someone would would get a uh a jalapeno kick out of us send hmm. it their way absolutely sweet sauce well uh we'll see you next week yeah thanks all peace